I'd like us to turn our attention to Deuteronomy uh, today. Deuteronomy is the last um, book of, of the Pentateuch, and it literally means a second telling of the law. So there's a lot of repetition in in Deuteronomy. So you might wonder, well, why 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 would that repetition um, be there? And there's there's additional content, of course, but but why why a second telling of the law? And we need to realize that the setting, that this this book is a series of, of several speeches that Moses gives at the very end of his life. And with the the previous writings, and especially Exodus, where we see the, the, the giving of the law at Mount Sinai, that occurred about 40 years earlier. So what's happened here is that all of the adult men are dead. And, and all the men who heard the original giving of the law and the challenge that happened on Mount Sinai are gone. And, and so um, the, the, the ones that are listening to Deuteronomy um, were either not born or they were kids at the time. So imagine what those younger folks felt as they stood on the other side of the Jordan because finally, finally, after 40 years of the wilderness wanderings, finally, they're going to get to go into the promised land, the, the place that God had, had assured them of that it, that it had belonged to them. And they were going to go in and they were going to have to conquer all of these nations that were, that were uh, residing in, the, in, that, in that land. So, and, and another point, they were going to have to do what their parents were afraid to do. So think about that. And, and think about those wilderness wanderings and as they talk things over with their, their parents and, and one parent would die and then another one would die. And, I mean, it was just really a... a, um, uh, a itinerant graveyard as as God had promised that all of the men 20 years old or older were going to perish. They were not going to be allowed to go into the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb, of course. But Deuteronomy 1.8 says, See, I have set the land before you. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give them and their offspring after them. So, you know, we have to have the context of, of what happened that was, that was so bad. And Numbers 14, verses 22 and 23 gives us that context. And I'll read this for us. None of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt, you know, God is speaking here, right? And in the wilderness, and yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers, and none of those who despised me shall see it. So, so this, what happened at Kadesh Barnea was the, the last straw. They were, the, the people of Israel made a decision, oh, it's too scary, we can't do it, and they, they, they failed to go in. So God said, that's fine. Your children are going to go in. You're not going to go in. 
you're going to die in the wilderness. And it's interesting there that God, that God says, they put me to the test these 10 times. There were 10 major failures of faith. And I've identified these as, as one, can God protect us? Can God actually protect us? Remember the Red Sea when they were cornered? Number two, can God provide water for us when we're out in the middle of this uh, desert area at Mara? And then three, can God feed us at the wilderness of sin? And then again, can God feed us in Exodus 16? That, that's when the manna began. And then number five, can we trust God's word related to how much to gather? That was another test. And then number six, can God provide water at Rephidim in Exodus 17? Then number seven, can God be believed even though we can't see him? So the temptation there was that, well, we'll just we'll build a golden calf so we have something to look at, Exodus 32. Number eight, can God take care of us uh, along the way? And then number nine, again, you've heard this come up again several times, can God feed us? You know, they're constantly asking that question. And then finally, and this, this is the ultimate, can God conquer our enemies? And at that point, God said, enough is enough. Uh, it's a wonder that the Lord didn't destroy the people and start over again because they, they tested him so many times. And I think you've noticed the irony here that, that one, of the thing, one of the reasons why they didn't want to go into the land is that they thought that their children would be in jeopardy. They thought, well, the, those, those people are terrible. They're giants there, and they're going to kill our children or take them. And the irony is that the children did go in, and they didn't get to go in. Now, so my question um, here is, are the grown-up kids ready to trust God and conquer the land? Deuteronomy is written to get them ready. I, I remember, you know, as a, as a kid, I grew up in Fraser, Michigan. I did the things that most kids do. You know, I went to school. I played inside, outside, did a lot of sports, did my chores, grumbled many times when I did them, you know, had to take out the garbage, vacuum the carpet. You know, I had all these jobs that I had to do. I did outdoor stuff, cut the lawn, rake the leaves, but I had no idea what my mom and dad had to do just to keep our household together. Both of them had full-time jobs. We lived on a budget. Um, Mom cooked all the meals, cleaned the bathrooms, shopped for clothing, took us to the dentist, took us to the doctor, made sure we got our homework done, and, and most importantly, took us to church. Dad kept the house in shape. You know, there was always something that was breaking down. Uh, I know about that now since I've been a house owner. Things break down. And he did it. He, he could repair anything without YouTube videos, which is a miracle to me. I saw all those things, but I didn't realize how significant they were, but now I know. So you think about these, these young people who are ready to cross the Jordan, and they saw a lot of things that God did, most recently the conquering of the Amorites and, and the king of Bashan. But did, did they really, you know, they saw those things, but did they really embrace the Lord as their own and trust him? 
So Moses is helping them to get to that point. So I have one more short passage to read. Deuteronomy 4, 35 through 39. These, these are significant words when we think about the message of Deuteronomy. To you it was shown that you might know the Lord is God. There is no other besides him. Out of heaven he let you hear his voice that he might discipline you. And on earth he let you see his great fire and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers and chose your offspring after them and brought you out of Egypt with his own presence, by his own great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than you to bring you in, to give you their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore today and lay it to your heart. That's the key thing right there. Lay it to your heart. Because it's one thing to know things. It's another thing to embrace that with your whole being, with your life. Lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath, and there is no other. So when I think about how this applies to us, I think about the responsibility. I'm part of the older generation now. And when the younger generation is looking at my life, what do they see? Do they see that God is real? Do they see that God is at work, that he's changing lives, that he's answering prayer, that he's providing all of our needs? That's what they need to see. The next generation needs to see parents and church leaders who love God, who serve people, who pray, who worship and share Christ with the lost. They need to see that those things are preeminent, not career building, wealth building, entertainment, vacations, and other things that sometimes we do but have a much, much lesser role in our lives. But the second generation also needs to take these things to heart, as Deuteronomy 4.39 says, and take on the challenge of loving and serving Jesus. These are great opportunities in your world that extend beyond what the previous generation has accomplished, especially in reaching the world for Jesus Christ. May God help us to pass this on to the next generation. Thank you.